Sometimes churches that set goals may get a bad rap, but setting the right goals and investing the time, energy, and money in them can provide you and your team with the direction you need for 2022. We're going to talk about five goals your church should invest in next on the Church Solutions Podcast. It's the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by StreamingChurch.tv. The Church Solutions Podcast is all about helping you and your church with technology and other encouraging ideas for ministry. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. It's episode number 317 on the Church Solutions Podcast, and my name is Phil Thompson. And I'm Steve Lacey. And I'm Michael Gray. Good to have Michael with us. Haven't you haven't been with us for a while on the podcast? How's everything going, uh, Michael? I've been just doing all kinds of things. So yeah, yeah, you have been. You definitely have been. All right. Well, it's good to have you with us, and it's good to have our our viewers and our listeners here to our Church Solutions podcast. And I was just talking to Michael before we went on here. I can't believe we're almost into 2022. Wow. Yeah, no kidding, man. It's like uh, it was a lightning flash of a year, and yeah. uh, here we are. Here we are. I can't believe it's gone so fast. A lot of a lot of things happening in 2021, and we move into a new year here as we're in December. So today, uh, we thought that we would talk a little bit about, since the new year is coming up upon us, we thought we would talk about some goals that your church, your ministry should invest in. And we've got five written down here in my little notes here, but we're, as usual, we're not always sticking to that. We might go off topic a little bit, but before we start talking about goals, I want to encourage you to check out mychurchdaily.com. The Church Solutions Podcast is brought to you by mychurchdaily.com. What is mychurchdaily.com? Steve Lacey. It is a way for your church to be on Alexa every day. You can be on Alexa. Why would I want to be on Alexa you know, every day? Why would I want to do that? So it's just another platform that your church can reach your community and reach your members through. So you put your daily devotions, your messages, news, upcoming events, whatever it may be in a very personal way with uh, your congregation. All it's right. Super, it's really simple. That's right. And it uh, really works off of what uh, Alexa has a feature called flash briefings. And uh, as Steve said, your church could be a part of that and your congregation could uh, pull up Alexa, the, the uh, Amazon Echo devices and ask for the flash briefing and your church can be right up there. So check it out, mychurchdaily.com. And full disclosure, it's brought to you by us. We're the guys that did it. So, all right. So guys, let's talk about five goals we should invest in as a ministry, as a church for 2022. And I put, I use the word invest in this because, you know, sometimes you get these ideas, goals, goals are just a business thing. Ministry shouldn't have goals. Ministry (laughs) shouldn't do those things. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, because in ministry, you should want to be really lousy at what you do. (laughs) Well, you know, you want to be led by the spirit, you know, but, but I think, yeah, but 
there is an there is a level of excellence there that uh, uh, that should be actually higher than the business world. But anyway, that's that's a good point. Makes me laugh. Yeah, it's a good point. Well, and and I believe the spirit can lead us to planning. I I think that uh, planning things out and having goals. Uh, at least I like the word, use the word intentions, you know, uh, not, the, not that you can't change what your goals might be, but it would be good to look at something. I think goals are important because it helps your church, your leadership team, your volunteers. It helps them get on the same page with you and, uh, you know, keep your dogs barking during the yes, rough times of the that. year. and. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, uh, let's talk a little bit about that, about goals that we should consider. So I put I put a few things down here. Uh, I'll bounce these off you guys and, and see what you think. Uh, and we can always add some more. So the first thing I put down was that you really should invest in your digital communications uh, for 2022. Thoughts on that, guys? Yes or no? I think the world has changed in 2020 and into 2021. Everyone's attitudes have changed around um, how you do work, how you do shopping, how you do, um, you know, all that sort of thing. And going digital is what everyone has done. And if the church is not there, um, at least participating, if not leading the way in that, then, um, you know, then we got problems. So there was, uh, you had a stat from uh, with the Unstuck Church that talked about just the, the growth in streaming last year. Um, I don't have it handy. Do you have it handy? It I don't was... have it handy. That's Tony Morgan's deal. And uh, he, he comes out with uh, some very interesting stats that maybe we could talk about next week. Uh, so idea. I don't have it here in front of me, but uh, I imagine... Imagine it went way up. <laughs> as yes, far as the, 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 the streaming went way up, and and the the um, small group participation was was doing well as well. So yeah. it's um, I mean it's 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 the new thing in that um, people are just used to you know oh, how do I work from home? Okay, I got to work from home. How, how do I go to church from home? So. Um, I want to do church from home sometimes, you know, as an option. So definitely, um, definitely need to invest in that. Otherwise, you're going to get left behind. Go ahead, Mike. Well, and I I think uh, you alluded to, uh, Phil, the fact that um, 2020 was an evolution of people embracing digital because they had to. Uh, Now more and more people are more comfortable with it so it's kind of where i'm always at this time of year i'm beginning to say okay h- how do we take those tools this is a whiteboard session put them up on the on the wall and say how can we take them to the next level how can we make these tools that now people are okay with work in a way that still allows us to be authentic and relational and uh lead people where they're comfortable and how they're comfortable. Um, but at the same time, push the envelope of how do we make these tools serve us in a way that, uh, they never have before. Yeah. I would be, uh, I would challenge anyone out there to know somebody that didn't participate in a zoom meeting or an online meeting last this year. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to have a real hard time finding somebody that didn't, you know, didn't participate and roll, compare that against to, you know, 19 or 2019, you would have been, the numbers have been dramatically different. So it's just become a part of our way of life here. Yeah. I, I, and I obviously agree with all of that. And, and uh, you know, the streaming video has been around for a long time now. I mean, we've been doing it, what, 12, 13 years, something like that with our company, StreamingChurch.tv. But it's been around for a while. But, yeah, we saw, you know, obviously a huge spike in 2020. And, uh, uh, and you know, there's lots of different uh, opportunities out there and different options for people to do streaming video now and it 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 doesn't you know i've gotten feedback from people like well it's not the same well of course it's not the same as meeting in person but it's a great option it's a great tool and it can add to uh, as mike was saying it, it, it can add to what you're trying to do to help people connect to get them to the first step maybe of your church and and, and help them, you know, and if you don't do, and Mike will say this right off the bat, if you don't, if you don't follow up and, and okay, you got somebody watching your live stream or your, or your archive, if, if you don't have a way to connect with those people and help them get to the next step, then you're blowing it. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a good supplement. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend yeah. that churches move all of their services online and go virtual. You definitely don't want to do that, but it's a good supplement and it's a good on-ramp. For, for new people. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. All right. So that was, that was my first thought was invest in your digital communications and, and not just streaming video here. You know, we're talking your follow-up systems, your emails, your newsletters, uh, you know, invest in those things, get them to the next level. Uh, it, you know, it's not just streaming video here. It, it's, it's all sorts of different tools and, and social media. I mean, you know, we've talked a lot about social media here, and I think a lot of people get fatigued hearing about it. But the truth is social media is also here to stay. There's different platforms out there. And some of them is, Mike, you know, you're, you're kind of an expert on this. Uh, you know, there are different ones come and go. But, uh, you know, you really do need to be on social media if you really want to hit on all eight cylinders. Wouldn't you say that, Michael? Absolutely. I, I think uh, uh, I've, I've definitely run into some churches lately who have a strong dislike and distaste for some social platforms. Uh, I would probably agree. I have a strong distaste, uh, but I'm not going to... Uh, uh, cut my leg off <laughs> i still need to walk to my guest i still need to connect with them and i have to i have to bite my tongue and say okay i'm going to use this tool for now until i can find a tool where more people spend their time and i can connect directly with them in a relational way yeah jesus went and his apostles disciples always went to where the people were and, and they're on social media. And so as yeah. much as we don't like it uh, or may like it, whatever your preference is, that's where a lot of people are. And yep. uh, you, you need to be on there as a church, as a ministry. Your presence needs to, needs to be there. Yeah. And in this time, I would say now is probably a really smart time to keep your eyes on the road ahead. Uh, I think in the next five years, there'll be some social media platforms that explode overnight um, just because of the dislike for some of the current ones. And so where's the next place going to be where a lot of people spend time and you can engage with them and be relational with them? 
Yeah, that's a good point. Good, good thinking. Okay, shall we move on to number two, guys, in our little outline here? So talking about investing in your church, number two, invest in your local community. Now I'm talking about the community at, at large outside your church, not, not your church community necessarily, but, but the people that live in your city, that live in your neighborhood, that live in your area. Um, I still think part of the purpose of the church all my years of being involved in ministry is not just the church. The purpose is not just the church. The church is not just existing for themselves. We exist to reach other people and to help our community. And I, I would just say that if we're as if you're in a church and we're not doing something to help the community, again, I think we're missing the mark uh, because uh, that's what look at historic Christianity. Uh, it was always involved in helping people, uh, outside the church. And uh, there's lots of opportunities to, to do that, especially during the pandemic here that we are still in. Uh, lots of things you can do to help out. And I, I, I put this in the notes, but I, I want to caution that doesn't mean you start another ministry. That look at what you've already got. And hopefully you've got something out there that's reaching people helping with the community food bank or helping with the gospel rescue mission or Salvation Army or something like that. Uh, or other places that you can can be involved in and put an emphasis in it and invest, invest in your local yeah. community, because that's what people will see. Words are cheap, but actions uh, bring much more weight. Yeah. And this is actually foundational to the other points that we're going to talk about. So if you're not in touch with the needs of those outside your church walls, <laughs> and understand what's going on in the families and in the community outside of your church, you're going to be kind of a holy country club and, and you want to reach out and, and get to know the outside the walls, the people and, and the needs. And there's other opportunities. I think you talked about in the notes here about there's other um, organizations that are just, that are not uh, associated with the church that are fully dedicated to, um, you know, serving the people, your um, crisis pregnancy centers, your homeless shelters, your, you know, whatever it may be. Uh, those guys are pros at uh, reaching those in need and partnering up with some of those organizations will, yeah. will help everyone in the long run. Absolutely. It, it's, it's so important. Go ahead, Michael. Yeah. I think uh, uh, one of the things I look at when I think of this is, uh, you know, um, Jesus talked about salt and, uh, you, you lose your saltiness when you're not involved in community. You also lose your relevance. If you don't know what's happening in your very own community, you're, you're not going to be very relevant as, as, a, as a teacher, as an organization. Uh, you need to be with the people. You need to know who they are and what's happening in your community and then, as as you guys have said, partner with somebody who's doing something great. Don't don't recreate it. Partner with them and help them do it better, uh, so that you can serve more people in the community. Yeah, I I get to drop in on this kind of segues into the next one here. But I get to we we all get to drop in on a lot of services online, so we can kind of dart around the country and the world. And it really pains me to see some really sparse attendance in some of the churches. And I'm just thinking there is a community there that people need to hear this message. 
but they're not in the doors and it's the church, you know, for me, I'm thinking of the church has become, you know, that others on the street might say, well, that's not for me. That's not relevant to my life. And, and investing in your local community is going to bring those people through the doors as well. Yeah, absolutely. I, I can think when I first moved here to Tucson in 1979 permanently, I was on staff at a, at a street ministry on Fourth Avenue uh, here in Tucson. And, uh, uh, we uh, connected with a, a lot of people, not just off the street, but people, different areas. And, and one of them was a, a group of basically hippies uh, out south of town. And uh, I would go there and, and lead Bible studies and stuff. And it was interesting to have some discussions with people that had a different way of thinking uh, on things. And uh, those people became part of a local church that I was also part of at the time. And uh, it, it, it just, it changed their life. It changed my life. And I'm, uh, I see they're one of the, one of the couples that, that I met 40 some years ago uh, is up there up on the Northwest, but they come down here now every summer or no, I'm sorry, every winter in the Tucson area, they have an RV and I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to go out and have lunch with them one of these days again. And, you know, this, this was a product of something that happened 42 years ago. <laughs> actually more than that. And uh, it changed their lives. It changed my life. And, uh, you know, it just brought, as Michael was saying, relevance to what we were trying to do as a church back then. So absolutely. uh, Absolutely. All right. So uh, invest in your community. Number three, invest in your worship service attendance, invest in your worship service attendance. So again, this is not about, let's see how many people we can get in the building. But uh, it, it's about really helping people move forward. I mean, you, yeah, you want people in the in the facility if you can do that. But it's helping them. And, and again, this is this is probably in Mike's wheelhouse here. It's not just getting them to show up, but it's getting them to the next step and the next step. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, Michael. Yeah, you know. Um, so I I often am very off putting for people because I come from a marketing background. Um, so. I try to put it in terms that isn't quite so offensive, but think about it this way. Um, Of every 10 people that you get to come to your church online experience, maybe two or three of them really love the way you do church. You know, there's a thousand different ways to do church and everybody thinks they're right. You know, we're not going to get into that kind of arguing and games. What I do know, though, is people like certain styles. So that tells me that for every 10, uh, I'm going to end up with maybe three people who really dig my senior pastor and the music and how we serve and a connection point to where they'll stay around and come back. So I know I have to continue to fill that funnel, even if (laughs) that language sounds uncomfortable. I have to fill that funnel with the tenders to continue to find the three that really dig how we do church and so that we can connect with them as individuals one-on-one as much as humanly possible to try to get them to take a next step because we desperately want them to succeed in what they're looking for. They're looking for something. They don't come to us to fail and fall off, but that's what will happen if we don't do our side of investing in making that experience great for them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think you're pointing to one of the things is 
that um, was another stat that jumped out at me from the other, the report from Tony Morgan was you can't please everybody. So the, um, one of the stats that jumped out was those that are offering multiple styles of worship um, in a service, their attendance is going down. So as opposed to those that, that stick to a particular, you know, those that offer traditional and contemporary are having a real hard time. And it may sound counterintuitive to, you know, not, a, not address the, the broader audience, but that's kind of what the stats were showing. It's just kind of your point, Mike, is, you know, kind of take on your own, um, your, you have your own style and you've got to, you've got to, you've got to work through the people to get the, those that are going to want to stick around. So um, I mean, the first part of that is reaching out to your community and become a part of it. We have people at our church that have probably been going for years that can't stand our worship style, but they have a relationship that, um, you know, uh, overcomes that lack of interest in how we worship. So, or they don't like the way we preach or whatever, but the, the, the fact that we invest in the community and form some relationships, they're willing to overlook that as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's true. And and when we talk about it, uh, you know, investing in your worship service attendance, that also includes, as Mike was saying, Mike's using the illustration of the sales sales funnel, which, uh, you know, yeah, might offend some people, but the principle <laughs> is true. The principle is true. You, you know, it, it's really true. But, you know, we're talking about also your website, you know, yeah. I mean, that's a part of your worship service, so to speak. I mean, it's 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 part of the digital, but it's also part of you know people getting in the door, seeing you. They're going to look at your website before they ever come visit you, and so your website needs to be set up in such a way where you're. And, and we talked, Kenny Kenny Jong and I talked last week on the Church Solutions podcast here about you know having a plan your visit feature on your website or plan your visit option on your website where people can. Uh, and we talked about that. If you didn't hear that, you can uh, look at it uh, uh, on one of the past uh, last week's church solutions podcast, but you, you want to have things on there that, that will attract people, help people connect, give them opportunities to see what's going on, ask questions, answer those questions when they ask and, and uh, you know, be a part of, of even equipping your, your volunteers. So when people do come into your services, walk in the door, you know, you've got volunteers and leaders that are equipped to help people, help them find the bathrooms, find the children's areas, you know, those kind of things and help yeah. them with their walk. You want to do all you can to create an excellent experience. Yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah. so important. All right. So moving along here as we're starting to run out of time here. So invest in your worship service attendance and all those things that kind of go along with that. The other one is invest in relationships, which Steve, you were just kind of touching on there. Uh, you know, it's not enough to, to have a good Sunday morning experience. I mean, that's really important, but you know, if you don't have relationships and opportunities for people to connect uh, you know, Sunday mornings are great, but uh, I, I have firsthand experience, you know, with the church I was working with a while back that, you know, Sunday experience is pretty good, but nothing else was, was around. And so I, I had to really struggle to get them to realize, hey, we need to facilitate relationships here. And we can do that several different ways. One of them is small groups. Mm-hmm. And help people connect. And uh, as you were saying, Steve, uh, when people have have connected, they can tolerate maybe not their favorite song Sunday mornings. Uh, you know, they can tolerate things that they may not be real excited about. But when they have relationships, that's that stays helps them stay connected. Right. 
And small groups is probably the um, primary route for that, or, you know, even the specialized groups, you know, men's groups, women's groups, uh, mom's groups, you know, whatever it may be, the way to get the numbers down and get the assimilation levels, you know, up so that um, people can relate and uh, foster those relationships. We had a group we used to play basketball. That was our small group uh, when uh, I used to go to, it was wasn't called the bridge back then. It was called the Cool Church, Tucson Community Church, and we we started playing basketball Sunday afternoons. We could quite a group, and that's that was a small group, but we played basketball. Yeah, back when I could play, well, when I could move, can't move very. Yeah, well, Steve and I are um, connected with a group of gearheads. I mean, guys mm-hmm. that like cars of all kinds. There you go, and. Uh, we're able to some of those guys we have a relationship with now for uh, 15 years uh, because we connected on something beyond the weekend service uh, that we had common commonality in and we became friends and now we've been friends for years and years. Yeah. 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 I, I did something like that in Kansas with the church. You know, we, there's a number of us, uh, we did an off-road, we started an off-road club. It wasn't my church's off-road club, but we started an off-road club that was really geared towards family environments. And a lot of those people end up showing up at my church and became a part of my church back in Kansas. And we, like you were saying, Mike, it, we had a little different. We weren't exactly gearheads, but I guess we were because we had to fix everything that we broke when we went yeah. wheeling. <laughs> so, part of the deal of your off-roading. They helped me a lot, so... All right. Good deal. So uh, relationships, very important to invest in relationships in 2022. Take it to the next level. And now the next one I have is invest in new leaders. Now, I, uh, I'm i saying that new leaders because I I am real big on multiplying ministry and multiplying leaders. Uh, if you just have the same people on your board, if you have the same people on your leadership team year in and year out, I can tell you from firsthand experience, it's usually not very positive. <laughs> right. uh, I, there's a group I'm working with right now informally that's like, you know, they've lost their senior pastor. They've asked me for some advice. And one of the first things I said to was, well, you know, you want to get some new leaders. You want to get some people that really have a heart for the ministry. And then maybe you should resign after you get those people, <laughs> you know, let them kind of take the take the ship. Yeah, I would encourage ministries to take a calculated risk with new leaders. And a lot of times that may be young leaders that might not have the maturity that they're going to need, you know, down the road, but invest in them and provide some safety nets and some counsel and, and, but provide an avenue for them to, uh, you know, pursue the lead, the, the leadership roles so that you're not, um, you know, so you're, you're bringing new blood in getting new perspectives and you got to take a little bit of a risk because, um, you may yeah. find that they're, some are not suitable leaders and you need to make corrections as they go along, but be willing to invest in some of the newer people that you may yeah. not think or have it yet, but they will in a few years. Yeah. New leaders bring in new ideas may not always be what you want. And, you know, obviously they, they need to understand the vision of your church. Hopefully you've got that mapped out well and your, your mission and all that, but new leaders can bring new energy, a new vision, which could be good. 
you know, some new thoughts, some things that maybe you and I didn't think about in the past. And uh, it's just it's it's just a good thing. I mean, yeah, we we added Mike to our team here with, with what we do when the pandemic hit. And Mike, you've contributed a lot to to streamingchurch.tv and to to our company because you brought in some ideas and some thoughts that we maybe didn't think about. Yeah, fresh eyes, fresh eyes, and, and new leaders as well will bring. And you said this, uh, but they'll be hungry. They, they want, you know, they're excited, they're energetic, they're ready to actually put some physical labor or whatever it may take right. to make yeah. some changes happen. Yeah. And sometimes those of us have been around for a while, we get a little stale and we're like, oh, pat them on the back. That's, that's really good. But, uh, you know, we're too old to do that kind of work or do that kind of thing or whatever that may be. You got to get out of the way sometimes, and there's nothing worse than to bring new people in and then not give them the freedom, uh, the freedom to make some mistakes even at times. But uh, all right, good deal. Anything else to add to this, guys? Lots, but right. I think we'll cover that in the next podcast. Yeah, we can do that. Uh, <laughs> Steve mentioned uh, Tony Morgan's got a report he puts out, I think every quarter, but he did kind of does a yearly one too, which I just saw on, on the email here a couple days ago so we'll we'll probably talk about that next week uh, some of the interesting stats of what he his team has put together and um, 2022 can be a good year yeah we're still dealing with pandemic we're still dealing with some obstacles out there uh, but there's always going to be challenges right and so uh, let's go forward let's uh, I encourage you to get your team together if your church your ministry and consider uh, what's going to happen in 2022 if you haven't already and be open to change all right guys so uh, again, this uh, podcast is brought to you by MyChurchDaily.com. Check it out and let us know if you have any questions. Uh, Steve and Michael and I and other people uh, with this uh, fine company, JSL Solutions, celebrating 20 years now of serving churches. And if we can help your church, your ministry in any way, uh, we would be uh, excited to do that any way we can. And not just technically. We've got some other areas of expertise that we could be, be uh, more than happy to help you with. So. All right, guys. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Phil. Steve. Steve. Glad to be here. All right. And I'm Phil Thompson. And most of all, thank you for listening to the Church Solutions Podcast or watching us. Uh, we've got that option as well. Please take care of yourselves. We'll catch you next time on another episode of the Church Solutions Podcast. <laughs>